The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Start again. Okay, so we're reviewing what we did last time. We Last time we did in Ashrei Yud through Yud Beis, which is, oh, sorry, uh, Yud Aleph through Yud Gimel. Those are the main ideas we focus on. Then we got a little into Yud Dalet. So, the glory of your kingship they will declare and the, your mighty actions they will speak of to make known to people your mighty actions and the glory of the majesty of your kingship. That is a continuation of Yud where he's talking about the Hasidim who talk about God constantly, not talk about God constantly. They are they recognize their misbonin in, in God's actions constantly. And in addition to speaking about them among themselves through the brachos, which is a private act, they will speak about them to teach other people who can't access the Kavod Hashem properly. We call this trickle-down metaphysics or something like that, right? That that the starts at the top. Yeah, uh, yeah, perfection is probably better. Uh, and it goes down to everybody, and eventually everyone recognizes God's kingship. Then Malchus Malchus is uh, your kingship is a kingship of ages and your dominion is in all generations. That we said is because God is not mortal and is not limited in his power. And all human beings, their kingship does not last forever because either they're limited or they're um they're uh, they're mortal. Well, they're all mortal, but um, and they're all limited. But do we get an idea for that? We had, oh yeah, yeah, Radak says on that one, we got a partial idea. It's not like a human machus that has an interruption, whether uh, in life or in death. The machus of God has no interruption. All times. So I think the question we had was um, why um, emphasize this in this way? We were maybe talking, I don't know if we like decided this was an idea, but, but like this is the Hasidim, or this is like the, the goal they're trying to get the people to Okay, right, right. That's true. Oh, okay, now I'm right, right. So we, so we said that this is what they're trying to get people to recognize. <laughs> And we went from there into saying uh, speculatively, but authoritatively, that the Ramam says Malchus Hashem refers to the mitzvah of Yichud Hashem and Kabbalah Hashem right. Shemayim, and that this parallels the pasuk in Yirmiyahu nine twenty two and twenty three, which is uh, you recognize, you seek knowledge of God, and it doesn't end there, but then spills over into emulating God. Okay, and that was the bridge that we built to Soma Hashem Lacholim We, Akiva and I, were trying to say that that was a reference to Claudius and Gaulus, but then last time we ended up saying maybe it means. Uh, uh, so we, we were confronted with the question: What do you mean? It's not true. Hashem doesn't support all the fallen, uh, and He doesn't straighten all the bent. And we said, No, that's through human beings by by giving us that ability to recognize other people's needs and the free will and the mitos to like enact that. So God does it via us. We are the shluchim and makom in that time. We just failed to do it. We just failed to do it. Right. Okay. So then as I was walking here, I thought of a problem with this, which is why isolate something so weird and specific as supporting the fallen and straightening the bent. That seems overly specific. Yeah. I was thinking about this. Oh, nice. I noticed something. Yeah. Is that that's the theme of the next pair. How so? Is Next that, parish. 
is oh I does not mean here. Next parak is um Halinaf Yes Hashem. That one? Yeah. Let's look at that. Talks about this. Okay. And then I was uh Oh you're right, you're right, right, right. Yeah. And then I looked in the next classic. This was maybe the theme of the next parak, but then I wanted to say all the rest of these this list of attributes is yeah gonna somehow tie into the all of the well, at least someone's thinking during <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if it works. Okay, fine. So at least we got the next one. So as Isaiah pointed out, the uh in Tillum 146, um, the what do you call? Um, so the first half of it talks about God and praising God while you're alive and putting your trust in God rather than humans. Then the second half talks about all these mice Hashem. He does justice for the exploited. He gives bread to the hungry. Hashem releases the bound. Hashem gives sight to the blind. Hashem straightens the bend. Hashem loves the righteous. So that's literally the Zokif Kfufim. And Somek uh, Noflim, does it have that one? No, right? But it's one of them. Uh, but it is these types of actions. And then uh, uh, guarding strangers, encouraging the orphan and the widow, twist the path of the wicked. Yeah. And it associates it to Malchus Hashem. Hashem, Yimloch Hashem, Lelam, Alakai, uh, that's even better, mm-hmm. right? Okay, that's good. That's good observation. Okay, so let's see if we can then uh, answer if that helps us with this question that I'm asking now, which is why focus on uh, the, these two specific things? Like, if it followed Machus Ramachus Kolumim with Poseh Hasiadacha, that would be like glorious, you know? But Somech Lechol Anoflim, I mean, how many people, like, everyone needs food. Right, or if it's a tovashem lakol, that'd be like universal. Not everyone. I mean, it depends on how you say it, no flame, but certainly not everyone's kufin, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is where this inclined me to think back the way that Akiva and I were going, which is that it's talking about Israel in Galos. Right, which would, I guess, refer to your level of where you are. Right. Well, if it's talking about the whole Jewish people right. and about Yemos Mashiach, then it's going to be everyone's going to get on board. Right. Yeah. You could say this is maybe in a way like part of the extra good that he does to people. Okay. And he doesn't, I mean, I don't know why that would make sense, yeah. but that he doesn't just, doesn't just provide them what they need, but, but he also like sets up systems for them to be able to like, you know, be corrected and not just like if they could fall into a low place, but they could still like, you know, rise back up at uh-huh. a certain point. Right. So, so that would be like an extension of the Hanun. Yeah. Uh, no, no, the, uh, Rahum is protecting them from harm. Hanun is providing their food. Uh, it could be the Gadal Chassad, right? The, um, giving them more than they deserve. Yeah. So I was thinking differently. Okay. Uh, uh, so the answer that came to me was this is exactly why the Radak doesn't take it literally. Okay. What does the Radak say? He said, and now it fits in perfectly. <clears throat> these are the poor. Okay, not the like literally like physically like disabled, like you like you fall because you're like you know you can't walk. Uh the oppressed poor, who God in his mercy over them supports and straightens them. As it is written, and he he shows us that this is a, an existing metaphor. He lifts up the poor from the dust heap to seat him with the nobles. So this is why the Radak, what I said that this should be a Poseh type pasuk. The Radak makes it into that, not about all creatures, but about, about humans. So mm-hmm. notice he makes it about the mitzvah of tzedakah, which is the primary way that we're v'halach to bedrachav, right. you know, is by by uh, taking care of human needs. And then from there, we go back into all creatures. Okay, and I don't think we've read the uh, Radak on this yet. Mm-hmm. 
the eyes of all look to you with hope. And you give them their food in its time. You open your hand and satisfy the raton, the desire of every uh, living thing. Okay. Yeah. So, so the, let's look at the Radak and then see how, what the flow is from the Mahus Hashem to human Sadaka to supporting all creatures. Okay. So, um, I don't think we read this. Okay. Likewise, it says, Okay, so it said this in Barking Nafshi, that they all look to you with hope, uh, or they all hope towards you. All lower living things, as opposed to the upper living things, which are the angels and the planets, according to the Ramam. You created them and created their food, the lambs and the wolves. There are some who eat... um, uh, grass and some who eat seeds. And some eat uh, living things like them, and some digest everything and rot everything, you know, and make the whole ecosystem go round. All of their eyes, at least all the ones. So he's talking about animals. He's not talking about all creatures, I guess. Um, yeah, are dependent on you, right? And hope towards you. And you give them their food in its time. Who all you hasibos? Bam. Okay, so so this is a great term, right? This is one of the terms that the Rishonim use for the laws of nature, right? Through the chain of cause uh, of causality, right? So it's it's not the again. This is like the um, the uh, what do you call it? the Baal Shem Tov is the one who introduced the idea that God that everything is hashgacha pratis and that God like like you know, gives each animal its food and it's like, like directly. So uh, that was a new idea from the Baal Shem Tov. Radak is saying explicitly here, this is through causality that God set up. Va'amar bi'ito, and it says in its time, Lashon Yachid, singular, right, which shouldn't make sense because it should be in itam, right? Atanosin lahem es achlam bi'itam. So what does ito mean? Each and every species has its proper time. That it will encounter its food. Is that a satisfying answer? You give you give them their food in the species time. He's trying to say the species level. Okay, that makes it does make yeah. I guess like you know, it can't be that everything gets food all the time, right? And, you know, think some things eat other things, right? Stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I think that is is answering that question because not every creature gets its food in its in its time, but on a species level, God provides for each of the uh, the the species, right? Okay, that that works out. And it says towards you they they hope. Um, yeah, right. Even though they don't have uh, knowledge, they hope you through their nature. El hukam hanasun lahem. Here, chok is being used as portion to their portion that is given to them. And we who know that the hope is towards you. Sorry, we are the ones who know that their hope is towards you uh, because you are the the giver and the preparer. Right, so he's answering the question here. They can't actually hope towards God because they have no idea Hashem, right? But we, just like we said earlier, we who understand that they are dependent on God, we understand they're like the one who they're really looking for, uh, looking hopefully towards is God. Yeah. Um, this question from before. Well, we said uh, that it was the Aniyah. Yeah. 
How does that work with the question of, but there are, I mean. Uh, but there are what? There are poor people. Right. So the way we answered that last week, which I still think works, right, so is is that how did God provide for the Aniyim is by giving us a mitzvah of tzedakah, saying, that you have to you know take care of the poor, and here's the hierarchy, here's all the rules. Go for it, you know. Uh, okay, so that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there's a uh, it, it's um, there's a good muscle that I only saw in the Meiri, but I don't know where it comes from. Is he says that like if you are, let's say you have a gardener who um, who like like one of those like fancy estate gardeners who, like makes like hedge mazes and stuff, you know. So uh, let's say he makes a path and then plants uh, rose bushes on the sides, right, with like thorns, mm-hmm. and then he puts a sign that says "Stay on the path, uh, or else you'll get." scraped right and let's say you decide on the path to close your eyes and just run and then you like fall into the rose bushes and you get like poked right and you get mad at the gardener what's the gardener going to say he's going to say look man i i i made the path and i told you to stay on it and to like walk on the path and you didn't do that and you got hurt you know so same thing here god saying look if you do the mitzvah of tzedakah then there will be no more poor people and everyone will have their needs taken care of but if you don't do it, so then you're not fulfilling your responsibility and then you're going to have poor people. And then it's going to create like the, this gap between the um, uh, the people in the dust heap and the nobles. Uh, and that creates the unhealthy relationship of either the nobles not giving to the poor or the poor, like depending on the nobles. And then like it gets uh, it gets messed up. Yeah. OK, let's do Pusek and then we'll try tying all three together. Uh, oh, very short. I mean, I guess the main idea is in a Yeah. So just a question about this, um, the, I guess this pasuk. Yeah. It's like, I know we're recognizing that the animals are receiving their food from Hashem. Yeah. That's like, but still the it's saying that they are like hoping to Hashem. Like, right. What kind of hope is that? That we're seeing that. Right. So he's it. trying to answer that by saying that, that their nature is programmed to look forward to the proper portion. But I think we have to, we do have to answer your question more specifically, like, why should we care about this? Or why should we highlight that feature in the psukim? Right. You know, well, I get that. That does kind of make sense to me that like, they are programmed in a way where they are like, primed for it, used to the living in this way. And so yeah. that like life for them is like, I guess, um, comfortable. Or something right. Like I mean, well, the, 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 I think the example that the raw ba gave that we read is the fact that birds fly south even though they've never done it before, you know, like the, even the new birds or whatever. And even the ones who do it, don't know that there's going to be food there, but instinctually they do know, you know? So it's like, yeah. 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 yeah right. Right. So it's, uh, it, it's reliable, you know, uh, let's read Puseh and then we'll, we'll go back. So that's the open hand. Open hand is usually a muscle for uh, generosity, right? Like abundance. So uh, you give them their food in abundance until they are satisfied. And then Raton, as he says, so this is interesting now. So now it does sound like he's saying each and every animal, not just the species, right? Unless he means the species. Uh, 47 says TV. Oh, Raton, not TV. Their natural uh, desire, meaning not like, because Raton can mean like, you know, like your heart's desire. This is like, yeah. So what does it mean? Raton, Raton. Well, because there's the whole high ratzon each and every. Here in on Poseach, is he referring to the animals or like even people? Uh, on Poseach or on Enechol Lelacha? In the Radak. In the Radak. On Tess. Yeah. So I would have said he's referring to the same Lahem as in the previous one, which is all the animals. 
Um, but, you know, sounds like he's only giving it to the species. So does each one, I mean, you know, you could say, you could say that when, now this doesn't make sense. I was going to say that when, when they do get their food, it satisfies their desire, but I don't know if that's uh, true. In other words, no, because you can, you can still have animals that starve. I always thought that Roxon was like, was like high Roxon was like a, like a, oh, a I wonder if anyone reads it that way, because the way the, the way that it is, um, uh, the I think oh, the claim shot is, yeah, is for every every living thing, it's Ratzon, mm-hmm. yeah, or or Ratzon, right? Lechulahon Haye, all the living creatures, you know, because this is the puzzle that like our school instructs us to have Kavana, <laughs> no, because this is the one that the uh, the uh, acronym. I don't know what the source is. Yeah, right. I don't know. I don't know how early the source is that says you should have special kavana for this. I mean, it's certainly a good idea given what we read about Ashrei yeah. that this is the main puzzle. And they think it's like mock, like you have to go back. So go that back. I don't understand, and I'll, the reason why I don't understand it, and I, I've always wanted to look into the sugya uh, because every time I see it in, in the instructions of the sugya, I'm like, how can you do that? Is um, there's no like idea? I don't. I'm not aware of an idea of like a, a kriya a kriya that's ma'akiv in sugya de zimra. Like I don't think there's like with brachos you could say it's no, ma'akev. It it's not a bracha. You started. You started. I thought the whole thing was one bracha. No, no. Brook Shamar is one bracha, and Yishtabu is another bracha. Yeah, hmm. unless there's some way of learning something that I don't know about. Yeah, yeah. Certainly, this is not the text of the bracha. Hmm. Yeah, and um, the, the you know the fact that we like add so much and stuff in between. You know, right. uh, yeah. So like I don't think there's an idea, especially according to the so the Rav gave a yard site here on Pesukah de Zimra. And uh, not to spoil it, but like he says the idea, I mean, obviously I, I'm going to like water it down so much that it's not even spoiling it, that the idea of Pesukah de Zimra, uh, oh, you know, I don't even remember it. That's how little I'm spoiling it. Uh, but he says it's something like um, it's a, uh, it's a, a Kriya um, uh, of like Limu to prepare you for tefillah, which is why I don't know if, um, uh, yeah, I, I actually, I don't know. Who does this other than the Rav? But the Rav's minhag was the 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 chazan doesn't get up there and start davening until uh, Kaddish, right? And the reason why is because there's no tzibor for pesukah de zimra. It's an, it's an individual act, you know. So according to that, I don't see I can have a an ikuv in the uh, in the kriya. So my guess, and again, this is, I haven't learned the sugi. My guess is that whoever poskins that you or whoever like says that you should like repeat it. That's more of a like Midas Hasidus thing. I don't think you can actually say it's Ma'akev, but um, uh, but yeah, um, I feel like it would also be halakhic nafkuminas if it were if there was an idea of being Ma'akev. Like like let's say you did say Brukshamar, let's say you were like rushed for time. You say Brukshamar, Ashre, and then Yishtabak, but then you forgot to have Kavana for for uh, uh, Ashre. Would you have to like go back and say the whole thing again? Yeah, I don't think so. Um, because this is such an important thing. Uh, let's just read all the Mepharshim. Okay. Might as well get Kavanah's, you know, uh, so Rashi, Chai Raton, Parnasaso, According to its livelihood, he satisfies it. Okay. So I, I think what he's trying to say here, oh, sorry, V'es Tuvo, V'es Birchaso, V'es Ratono. It's goodness, it's Bracha, and it's Raton. Uh, footnote says Masapik es Suracha Bereva. He he uh, um, supplies its needs with uh, uh, excess. Umaniklo es Tuvo es and transfers it uh, its goodness and its blessing. Baahava Bratzon. 
with love and favor. I think what he's trying to say, maybe, maybe Masbia does not necessarily mean that you're stuffed. Right. You know, uh, it means that you have what you need. Maybe. I don't know. And then Ratzon is. Anyone want to guess what the French word is there? I don't know. Let's let's look at the Alatora and see. Um, there's also a funny thing with. Um, is Rashi on Tehillim suspect? I don't know. I don't know. I know in certain books of, of Nach, and we're not sure if it's Rashi. Let's see what uh, Alatora says. If it doesn't say Miuchas Rashi, then it means it's probably actually Rashi. Um, oh, by the way, speaking of Alatora, Akiba, did, were you, did you hear that conversation at the theaters when we were talking about yeah. the features? Uh, yeah, right. And so we were talking. So Rabbi Fader said, like, if only they did this. So I just emailed Rabbi Novetsky right at, like uh, on Sunday. And he's like, sure. Like, how do you want the feature design? And then, so I put him in touch with Rabbi Fader. And like, so hopefully we'll see the feature soon. Um, uh, he wants to be able to click a Pasuk and then it show all the places in all of the works where that Pasuk is cited. And I said, it shouldn't be hard because that's already in the search feature. And also might as well show something. Okay. Let, let's say you're encountering. Um, okay. Let's say uh, you're on you're the internet. Right. Okay. And you see this Pasuk. So look, Oh, do I have to go all the way to Al Torah to look it up? No, watch this. Right click, search Al Torah, and then it all comes up. Cool. Yeah, it's an extension, you know. So like the technology is already there, you know. So I assume it should be uh, mm-hmm. pretty easy. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Okay. So we were looking at this Rashi's French word. Is it? Is it? Uh, 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 looks a payment. A I don't know how to pronounce. A payment in old French. Propitiation is the is the uh, I guess translation there. Yeah, to propitiate. I was I thought that means like to bribe. Wait. Win or regain the favor of a God spirit or person by doing something that pleases them. So he propitiates them. So he pleases them. Very specific. Very specific. Yeah, yeah. Whenever Rashi says that, like, like you could tell he's getting at something like, you know, to like. Right. Apparently, the Hebrew wasn't enough. Let's see this footnote nine. Nahas ruach. Okay, so that's like um, pleasantness. Pierce Rubino. Pierce Rubino. Hey Yud Zion. Rashi explained it above in five seventeen. Let's look at that. Five seventeen into Helen. Five seventeen. The pasuk. Uh, there is no five seventeen. <gasps> um, okay, I don't know. I don't know where they're referring us to then. Of <laughs> Let's look at that one. 33.16 in Devarim. Oh, that could be. That does happen sometimes. Good call. Even if it's wrong, even if it's a good call. No rats on here. Let's see if he says it in here. Nope. Okay. Uh, another possibility is sometimes it's just another parak in there or another. No. Okay, fine. Whatever. Uh, what do you say? Dvarim. Um, what was the puzzle? What did it say? Lama Gimel Tessain. Lama Gimel 
So this is in the brachos um, to Yosef. Yeah. Um, and from the bounty of the earth and its fullness and the ratzon shochnisna and the ratzon of the, uh, of the one who dwells in the bush. Okay. So Rashi says the ratzon. Uh, okay, ratzon. Nachas ruch upius. Okay, fine. So I quoted the whole thing. So it's... Um, uh uh Nachas is hard to translate. Right? It's like you're pleased with them and Pius is appeasement. So that's what he was trying to get out of the uh propitiation. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's trying to get at in our Pasak. Okay, Sadigon says on the right, Poseh Hashem. Okay, so Hashem opens his hand. Pasach as Yadacha. Uh Vahasbea Lakol Hairaton Milfanacha. Okay, I don't know what he's getting at. Okay. Ibn Ezra. Um that's the question. Yeah. What is the difference between this pasuk and the one before it? Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. And when we when we were talking about like what you should have kavana for, I feel like tesvav includes everything that tesain has, but more because it has the idea of hoping. But maybe the tesain has the idea of soveil. Right, that's true. More it's than... more than they need. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, interestingly, by the way. Yud Zion does pair with both of them. Tzadik Hashem b'chol derachav. Hashem is, is uh, righteous in all of his ways. So that's like the preparing all the food in their time. And then v'chasid b'chol masav. And he goes beyond the letter of the law in all of his actions. Let's just see what the redox says on that one. Tzadik ki b'tzedek v'yosher nosin l'chol echad ochlo. There you go, right? So with with uprightness and uh, with the righteousness and uprightness, he gives to each and everything its uh, food. V'afapishachai torif esachai v'ochlo. Even though, oh, he's going to get the lamb and the wolf. Even though the one living thing uh, mauls and eats the other living thing, okay, never mind, not lambs and wolves, like the cat and the mouse, like classic, uh, like the cat and the mouse. Oh, wow, this is a long thing. And the the lion and the bear and the namir. I know Arsul likes translating as leopard. Yeah, I think it's an actual question about what this thing is. And other animals that uh, um, eat other animals, right? So I think his question is like, um, how is that in line with justice, right? If he's letting these animals get killed. Or like he's not really providing to everything because something is... Right. So that's why I want to hang on to that thing you said that it's on a species level, you know, Uh right? As opposed to each one. Same thing with the birds. Some birds prey upon other birds. Everything is with justice from him. Even to the the animals and birds that are torn, he gives them their food in its time. But when their time uh, arrives to die, he decreed from beforehand uh, that their death should happen. Sometimes at the at the pleasure of other animals. Um, and sometimes he um, he decrees that it die its own death. I thought it was like that it killed itself. That'd be yamis. Yeah, okay, but. Uh, <laughs> yamus <laughs> misas uh, So it means sometimes it dies on its own, and sometimes it dies as a um, uh, uh, as a victim of of. Echad hu lenitraf yamus misas atmo olay de acher. 
I don't know what the difference between all four of these things is. Okay, but we got the picture for the, the, the big thing. Okay, uh, uh, I have to wrap it up soon. This is a huge uh, confusion among the Chachamim. Some of them say that when the lion tears up the sheep and things like them, who are these philosophers? Or the Chachamim, 48. Uh, who is it? Oh, so this is not Jewish. I don't think these are Jewish philosophers. So this is like Baal Shem Tov. I mean, he's Jewish, but Baal Shem, you know, like Baal Shem Tov saying that like, uh, if, if a lion eats a lamb, then it's because like the lamb deserved it, you know, or, or not the lamb deserved it. It's because the lamb, it's a Hashgacha protest, right? The philosophers that the Chinook is talking about are the ones who say that there's reward and punishment for animals like the Asharia, like right. we learned that on the Hashgacha thing. Um, uh, he says, I found some Chazal who say this, when he saw a shalach, I don't know what a shalach is, who was uh, fishing from the sea. Hi, Omer, I think like a fisherman. Your judgments are in the depths of the sea. Which implies that like when the fisherman caught the fish, then that's somehow a punishment for the fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, others say that there's only reward and punishment for people. I don't know why he's presenting this as though it's like a real mahlokus. Like the Ram says, no one in our nation has ever said that animals are getting rule and punishment. I thought. Um, we say, Okay, there is reward and punishment that extends to other animals, but with the involvement of man. What does that mean? Uh, Wait, what, what, what is you can't just drop a bomb on me here saying that they receive war and punishment in their service of man? We see, okay, in Brachis, when it talks about an animal that kills a human, God says he's going to seek it out to kill it. Sounds like punishment. The Nemar says, We'll have to look these up later. The Nemar Okay, what is going on here? I don't like this. Okay, so, so he's trying to say, okay, and he ends off by saying, there's another opinion, but it's not proper to write it. I don't know what's going on here? Okay, we got to come back to this because it sounds like he's saying that this hashgacha, like this war and punishment for animals. I don't know, and we got to look at the redak on this pasuk and Rashi's also. Okay, yeah, this is this is a. Uh, okay, all right. Well, I didn't want to end off on a controversial uh, note. Uh, okay, so well, we got good uh, ideas about supporting the animals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and also, if this is true, then why did he say earlier about the species? Was it just a grammatical point? I thought he said the thing about the species because of what we said that he doesn't feed every animal. Okay, all right, we got what to work on. Yep. All righty, let's stop here for tonight. Maybe his uh, answer that's not proper to write is the wrong. 
If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.